Welcome to your weekly edition of the Cards Cast, weekly podcast from Cardinal Authority. I am senior writer Michael McCammon, joined by publisher Jody Demlin. And Jody, it's it's the holiday week version. A lot happening this week. You know, we're going to get through it all. Obviously, Louisville basketball in action tonight up at Pittsburgh. We're going to wrap up football stuff. We're going to talk some baseball. So there's lots to get to. But let's, Jody, let's do start with basketball. Obviously, come the Cardinals men's basketball team coming up a really, really, really ugly loss at Wisconsin. And really, you kind of knew going in it was going to be a defeat, just not as bad as it was. But, you know, obviously, when you're losing, your, you're missing your starting point guard and a number of other starters that, you know, still sidelined with injuries. You knew it was going to be a, a tough out, but they got a chance to, to bounce back. They do get Carlick back tonight as they face Pittsburgh in their ACC opener. Yeah, and look, he's not 30-whatever. I, 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 I stopped counting. 30, 30, 30, 35, 30, 30, somewhere now. 30-whatever. 30 <laughs> yeah. Uh, he's not 30-whatever points better, you know, I mean, to make up there. But when you think about the whole picture of everything and – um, I know for I know for a fact that one of the other guys that played quite a few minutes um, just had one practice, and then the couple guys just had two practices. You know, whether it was whether it was for COVID or for just being in quarantine, it didn't matter because they were still just in their they were still just in their rooms um, for you know at least ten days or whatever it was. You know, twelve days for fourteen days for a couple of them, I think. So. You know, that that's the whole thing that I think people forget is you were missing Carleek and some other guys hadn't had an opportunity to kind of get get in the in into the flow. You know, there is a process when guys come back from positive test and uh, from quarantine, there's a process you've got to go through. And that process uh, for some of those guys um, had just ended. So uh, so think about that. And that that's why. You just throw it away. And, and quite honestly, they might be the best team. Uh, Wisconsin might be the best team that Louisville faces all year. Um, yeah. I would I would say right now, the way the ACC looks, if Wisconsin was in the ACC, they would be a clear favorite to win the ACC. Um, I'm not sure that Louisville will play a team that's as good as uh, as as Wisconsin this this rest of the season in the in the regular season that is so um you know live and learn and do it i mean i guess um do you do they wish they would have not played no because um they got a chance to play um and they got a chance to um kind of get some you know get get back out on the floor and it wasn't a league game that was the key thing that I think a lot of people forgot about last week is they probably could have originally had they said, let's 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 do this and we're going to do this. I would imagine they probably could have played the NC State game um, on 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 Thursday or Friday of, of last week um, instead of playing on Saturday at Wisconsin. But do you really want to play a league game without Carleek? And other guys, and at that point, had they played it a day or two earlier, probably would have been at least another one or two other guys. So, so I, I think that in, in, when when we look at it back in a, in a few months, I think it's probably the right decision to make. They got a game in, and people know that they didn't have their best player, and they know they were coming off of uh, of 18 days of quarantine. So now, the, yeah. as far as the as the craziness or the big the the, the lopsided. Um, you know, win that it was. Um, when you look at it, Michael, um, 
I, I, I think, um, you know, I was doing radio, doing some help with the radio that day. We're not doing radio from from the, the places. We're not doing we're not nobody's going this year uh, to to uh, to games. You can't travel with the team for the ACC rules uh, in radio. And so in doing it, I was sitting there while they were doing I was looking up some different numbers and um, and then Kelly Dickey sent me one. And, and, and again, not to. Not to say, hey, well, I want to lose by that, but the last time Louisville lost by a lopsided margin was 2012, 90 to 59 to Providence. They won 30 games that year and they got to the Final Four. The 30, the previous time that was a, a lopsided, this you know, not, it wasn't that that much, but close to this much of a lopsided game was Notre Dame in 20, 20, 2009. That was 90 to 57. And remember, they won 30 games that year and got to the Elite Eight. That's kind of a trend. Now, the largest loss before Saturday that, that anybody can find is 1956. They lost a 40 to, to Xavier. And the next game on a Tuesday night, they beat the number two team in the country, Dayton, finished 26 and three and won the NIT that year. So, again, it's not like it's not a it's not trying to make something up. It's not trying to, to spin it. They lost. They got their butts kicked. They got humbled, as Chris Mack said. But in the long run, it might not be it might not be as bad as everybody thinks it could be. Sounds to me, Jody, like you're promising an elite eight or a final four run here. <laughs> uh, I mean, or an NIT or a championship. I mean, or, or an I mean, NIT. I mean, yeah. yeah. Well, NIT is different these days. But uh, you know, and and I don't want I don't want to spend too much more time on the Wisconsin thing. I, I do like some of the tone we heard coming out of the press conference from Chris Mack, and, and we had a chance to to chat with Quince Lazinski as well. Um, and some of the reality is, as Quinn pointed out, and others as well. You know, Louisville was, was playing the defending Biggie Big Ten champions with just about everybody back, while Louisville was playing with multiple freshmen put in huge roles and, and they just weren't and still aren't ready for that type of challenge yet. And the goal is obviously to work your way to get to that point. Um, and, and talking to Quinn, I loved his mindset about it. And this is the mindset I think you got to take. You got to, you know, instead of not playing it, you, it did happen. So you got to learn something from it. And basically his message was we learned how to, we, we learned what it takes to play tough, that we need to play tougher. And, you know, and they had need to have a much more, physical type of mindset when they go into these games and and they also learn they need to communicate you know as we heard chris mack say um you know when wisconsin was at their end of the court or whatever you could hear their voices all over the gym because it was so empty when louisville had the ball or or on defense trying to call out screens it was quiet you could hear a pin drop essentially from what it sounds like so they they learned a lot about themselves and and hopefully those are lessons that will start to you know, they'll start to benefit from as they begin acc play at pittsburgh tonight which you know, as we mentioned, they do get Carleek back. He's back in the in the starting lineup. So, you know, Samuel Williamson's back. You know, he, you know, obviously was coming off even a longer uh, break because of his toe injury. Um, you know, you know, so a lot of rust still to, to shake off. Hopefully the Wisconsin game, getting back to practice, getting humbled like they did, um, ha- has woken them up a little bit as, you know, as things do. As you pointed out, that wasn't a conference game. Well, tonight is. So it means a little bit more um, once you step into conference play. Yeah. Crazy thing is tonight, Jeff Capel won't be coaching for uh, yeah. Pittsburgh. The the latest word that ever, that they say out of Pittsburgh is that they'll have everybody else, all their other coaches and all their other uh, uh, players, which means that they've done one hell of a job 
of staying six feet apart and wearing masks at Pittsburgh because he tested positive for COVID-19, the head coach did, and nobody else is going to be out. That is uh, that is actually really, really good or really, really scary that uh, – uh, how how they uh, I, I mean how they've been six feet apart the whole time I guess is is what the deal is so uh, but hopefully they to them it for, quick enough with Capel and everybody yeah. else got you know got away so but congrats to them for uh, for doing it uh, you know yeah. for 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 keeping everybody safe and that that'll be that'll be weird for them they're 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 a team um, that I think is much better um, than what everybody probably thinks that they are. Um, we think of Pittsburgh the last couple of years and they haven't been great. They were better last year, but they weren't great. Um, but they've got, uh, you know, Nike Sabandi is a guy who transferred from Miami of Ohio has become eligible. He's a very physical, really good, uh, a, a scoring threat and does a little bit of everything for them that kind of helps um, make them a little bit better. And then, uh, you know, and then the champagne champagne guy, I think is how you say it. I'm not sure yeah. how you say his last name. Um, I mean, the dude's had two twenty twenty. you know, I mean, he's he is a legit 20 point guy every single night. Just the way he can score and create um he's just a sophomore he had a good game uh some good games for them last year and 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 I, look I, I think they're I, I I think Louisville you know I think Louisville is still better than they are but this is probably one of the teams in the lower five of the of the ACC that is in my opinion made the most strides over the last two years. And, and I think Jeff Capel is a big reason for that. I'm a big Jeff Capel fan. I always have been. I think he is a, a very good uh, recruiter, does a great job, uh, you know, on, on the bench and in games and all that. So I'm excited. I'm excited to see uh, uh, what this team can do uh, in league play. It's not a, it's not a great league, uh, you know, for the first time since I think I saw like 1973 or something like that. There's not an ACC team in the top 15. Um, yeah. So, so there's so there's that. Um, and and Louisville needs to take advantage of that this year uh, and continue to uh, to to improve and do that. I, I, I'm also Michael. I want to see. Um, you know, I, I want to see. I think we saw the other day that that David is so much more comfortable when there's somebody else out there with him that 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 can kind of take away a little bit of the, of, of, uh, of the actual, nobody's a point guard. No, neither one of them are a point guard, but it's a little quote unquote, the point guard duties. Um, yeah. and, uh, and, and so I think David is, is better in that, that role a little bit off the ball where he doesn't always have to have, uh, you know, be the point guard and, uh, and we'll see, uh, uh, if Carleek returning tonight can kind of help him that. And you know what? You can explain how to find the game because I know there's so many people. Although if you're if you're, you're going to put that to on podcast, me, <laughs> if you're listening to this podcast, you're probably not one that's going to to struggle finding the game. But uh, um, I, I just looked on mine. I have Directv and we have the Fox Sports package or whatever it is. And I just looked before we did this, and it is scheduled to be on like seven different channels on my uh, on, on on my direct tv so i don't know what to tell you i maybe they're maybe they'll be blocked out but i've never <laughs> no, I, I think i think you're gonna be fine uh, you know the deal is um sinclair broadcast group whatever they're called who owns all these fox sports regional networks you know once they got it away from espn which had to get rid of it because of monopoly laws 
um, you know, they started to show uh, the Sinclair group tried to flex their muscles a little bit and said, OK, we want some more money from groups like YouTube TV and Hulu and, and some other streaming services like that. And and the streaming services basically said no. You know, so right now and, and we've seen this, we saw the same thing with the ACC network when it was getting launched. So right now it's basically, uh, you know, who's going to flinch first. But unfortunately, the customer gets gets you know screwed. So you've got a lot of people in Louisville who would normally watch it on Fox Sports South like yourself. But are Hulu subscribers like myself or or YouTube TV subscribers who currently don't have it. So you have to get a little creative, uh, maybe find it streaming. Uh, there's there's VPNs could, could hop in and it potentially it'll you know, be a clever way of getting around that um, and kind of changing your location. But uh, not that I'm condoning any of that kind of stuff. But, um, you know, so it's, it's pretty unfortunate, you know, but if you're not in the local market, you can go to you know, the homepage of CardinalAuthority.com right now. We've got a how to watch uh, page up uh, article up right now that, that lists all the different regional sports networks across the country they're going to be carrying it so it is technically a nationally televised game but in some markets if if you don't have a, a, a particular you know i guess carrier you, you may or may not get it depending on if, what their beef is with uh, this sinclair broadcasting group but but back to the game jody you know when, when you look at Pitt and you mentioned some of the guys the things that really stand out to me is they're very uh, they're uh, kind of a a swing wingman, uh, you know, led group. I mean, you look at these guards slash forwards, you know, we're talking six, five, six, 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 eight, you know, they're, they're smallest guys. I mean, Xavier Johnson, six, three, and he's averaging 15.2 points a game as well. So, um, you know, th- there's a, there's a lot of length on this team, you know, which is going to create problems for, for a lot of people as well. And, and you mentioned the addition of uh, Nike Sabande, who, you know, came over from Miami, just made his debut against uh, the hurricanes last Wednesday. Um, and I think it was a 15-point win for the Panthers on the road. So um, I agree with you. I think Pittsburgh is, is one of those teams that, that was at the bottom last year that is under Jeff Capel's recruiting is now starting to take a, a really some nice steps forward. So Louisville with it with a tough out tonight, and and yes, you know getting Carleek back. You know, I agree with you there as well. Will help David Johnson too much, just too much. You know, and of course Wisconsin defense is pretty solid, but just too much dribbling around, trying to create, trying to find something. Uh, against the Badgers, you know, in their last uh, outing, obviously when you're driven around, that that's that's not going to work. So getting yeah. David able to slide over to that two spot a little bit more should help uh, significantly, I think tonight. Nike Sabandi had five points, five rebounds, and five assists last year against uh, and f- uh, four, four rebounds and five assists last year against uh, against Louisville. So um, he um, he's a guy that played, like I said, he played for Miami of Ohio and. Uh, is going to be a really good addition for uh, for Pittsburgh as they get more into it throughout the year. So uh, it, it, it'll be interesting, and I'm excited to see uh, uh, them back on the floor uh, tonight and, uh, um, and 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 see how they move forward. and uh, And the length thing will help because uh, they're going to face a pretty long team uh, on on Saturday. Uh, the yeah. day after Christmas, uh, but we'll wait till after Somebody. Christmas to we'll wait till after Christmas to talk uh, to talk about that game uh, on and, you know, uh, on Saturday. Another possible note, you know, I am curious to see if Josh Nickelberry makes an appearance tonight. You know, it was kind of I don't know if you want to call it a hint, but Chris Mack said he was kind of hopeful uh, that Josh could be back next week, which is now this week. Um, and I don't know. I don't think we should put too much stock into it, even if we do see him hit the floor. Obviously, this is a kid that's coming off an injury. He's going to be rusty and you know, so, you know, I think it's fair to him, like, you know, just if once he do gets to the floor, you know, a minute or two here and there, I think yeah. will be a big plus for Louisville as he continues to progress. So knock on yeah. wood, we'll see him pretty soon. 
Yeah, no, I, I think we will, and uh, and hopefully he will be a uh, uh, hopefully he will be able to do some stuff for for this team uh, moving forward. Hey, just a, a quick note on the women. Um, nothing uh, is uh, is what we're hearing. <laughs> yeah. um, you know, Jeff Walls joked around with me on the radio, um, but the day well maybe the day before I guess he goes. You know, we should just stay in. We should just stay at Duke and and play two games. Well, Duke is where. I don't know if it was the trip because remember, I mean, I, I, you know, they, they had not, they had taken, yeah, they, no, I'm sorry. The men hadn't, the women had already taken a trip. So it wasn't their first trip, but still it was a road trip to Duke on, uh, in, uh, on December the 9th and the Cardinals, then the next uh, two days later on December 11th uh, is when, uh, is when they put everything on pause. So I'll be interested to see, I would imagine we'll hear something in the next day or two, but I, I just think they want to wait. And uh, um, I've, I've heard it wasn't, uh, you know, it wasn't just one, uh, it wasn't just one positive test or whatever that, that they're really struggling with. That Duke is still struggling with it. Um, you know, I think there's, I think now there's five or six women's teams that are either on pause or just coming back from uh, from pause. So, uh, but yeah, Jeff Walls joked around. He goes, "We should just stay at Duke and play too." Well, guess what? They played December 9th in Durham, North Carolina, and their next game is December 31st in Durham, North Carolina. So they could have gotten two in. Uh, they might have, uh, uh, you know, maybe they wouldn't have uh, uh, somehow, some way, uh, it wouldn't have gotten, you know, would have helped the, with the spread, too, had they uh, just stayed there, although Duke is, is having issues, too. So I assume it was uh, happening during the game. But, uh, but yeah, so I, I don't know. I mean, I don't know what to tell. I don't, I just, you know, you just got to wait. I mean, it's just, it stinks. Um, but this is, this is going to happen. Fortunately for the men, um, I don't think they will have to pause again for more than just a day. You know, it might, if, if they get another positive, then they would pause it for a day or two, but I don't think you're going to see a whole lot of, uh, of, of pausing in the men. And now after this, for the women, I have to kind of wonder the same thing. I don't know you know, who has had it and who has it and all that kind of stuff. But, uh, uh, but to be out for this long, you would think it would be, you know, a, a significant number. So hopefully this is the last they have to deal with it as well. Um, they just need both get, four, they just need to both get 13 games in. Right. And that, the, isn't yep. that the number? Yeah. You know, so. and, and hopefully, obviously you have to, you know, there's concerns about the, the opponent and, you know, and potential pauses on that side of the court as well. But, uh, you know, but like you said, you know, as we get into the season, hopefully we'll see, fewer and fewer of those and well but the thing of it is but the thing of it is when you're not on a pause you can be like florida state women's basketball they picked up two games because duke and louisville was were on a pause they didn't play duke or louisville but they played two games so at least they got the games in so as long as you don't have um as long as you don't have your team on a pause you're going to play a game somewhere. It just might not be who you were expected to play. So uh, that would be yeah, interesting. You might, might right, hey, a little some postponements, but maybe not some positives. Right, exactly. A little baseball news before we finish up with football. Collegiate baseball newspaper, All-American teams. I'm not sure. It, it just, well, the, 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 the poll yesterday just screams of, a, a, of an organization that knew Louisville lost, um, you know, two pitchers, starting pitchers in the first round. But didn't but didn't pay attention to their fall baseball and know that they've got a lot of dudes on this team and and, and are probably uh, I, I don't want to say better than they would have been last year 
but just as good as they would have been last year, because quite honestly, number 11 ranking is is kind of laughable. And I think when you see the other polls that come out in the next few weeks after the new year, I think everybody will look at this poll and go, wow, they those guys, they were really off. They normally do a pretty good job, but I just don't like the fact that they get it out so early. I mean, here you are Christmas week and they always put it out Christmas week. But uh, hey, whatever it, it's it gives it fuel to the fire for Louisville. Henry Davis and Alex Benellis on the second team of All-American team, Michael Kirian and Levi Usher on the third team. Um, and I'll tell you this, Michael, um, Levi Usher is the one that I can't wait to see back out there because I've heard from multiple people um, that Levi Usher could be a first round pick and, and even into the upper part of the first round. So um, if that happens and he improves and progresses like a lot of people think he could um, from the fall into the spring, then uh, then it, it's definitely going to be a good season for Louisville baseball. Yeah, you know, when when the poll came out, you know, we, we talked about it on the phone briefly, and I even started a discussion on the Insiders Forum, and one of my first comments from my first two words basically in the post was underrated, underrated. I mean, yeah, it, it surprised me to see Louisville outside the top ten, and, you know, and, and to me it's, it's a team that really should be, you know, amongst the top seven if I'm looking at it. And, and I get where they're coming from. As you pointed out, Louisville has, you know, Reed Detmers, Bobby Miller, you know, two elite pitchers, you know, but you have to also remember when was the last time Roger Williams didn't have – elite pitchers you know thrown on the weekend so and and i think you know and we, as we've talked about multiple times in our podcast and on, on the forums and things um i, I really like that the potential the, the offense for this Louisville cardinals baseball team as well so really looking forward to it and it's the season will be here before you know it so you know don't not sure when the the schedule will come out obviously the pandemic ongoing you know is uh, impacted how schedules are, are released and, and designed you know for all the sports but uh, you know it it slated at this point to to begin basically the second week of february so um looking forward to it and that uh, should be another great season for dan mcdonald and his squad yeah you know what michael what 59 days yeah from opening day right it's now. gonna be here it's gonna be so, here and it, an opening day from what i understand will be here so let's just hope yeah. february 19th is uh not snowing out there so uh, it'll be be a lot of early <laughs> which yeah they've done here. a great job we've been we've been to games out at patterson stadium where there's some snow mounds you know that basically roll along the side of the of the, of the foul lines because they've shoved it all off the field so they, they can get it in even if there is snow but whew, yeah it sure makes it cold all right we'll wrap up with some football um quite honestly nothing really shocking to me um from what I've heard and been told and what we've tried to relay uh, to everybody about the seniors coming back. Um, you know, yeah. Des Fitzpatrick, Rajay Burns, Marlon Character, Isaiah Hayes have all decided to put their name in and, and, and try to, to go into the draft. Uh, Juwan Pass and Russ Yeast into the transfer portal. Neither one of those shocked us. Um, I've heard there's a little interest for for Russ East out there and and hadn't been a ton for for pass. Uh, you know, there's a lot of guys, there's a lot of dudes in the transfer portal right now. Um and uh, uh CJ Avery and Tabari, yeah, CJ Avery and Tabarius Peterson uh back to school, returning to school for another year. Um and then the other guys that I think Robbie Bell's 
is is done from what I from what I understand. Uh, Maurice Berkeley, it depends on the next couple of months and how his injury. So it could be a while before we know that one. I guess he could say he's coming back and then and then and then not. But uh, it's all depending on that injury. He kind of had the it's the Bo Jackson injury, basically. Oh. So I think he probably it's going to be hard for him, I think, to 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 come back. I think um um, we, we, we pretty much know, we've told you, I mean, Jared Goldwire and Dorian Etheridge are not coming back. I don't think Derek Dorsey will come back. Um, and, and I do think that Mitch Hall and Roscoe Johnson will come back. Uh, so that leaves us really with three that are still kind of up in the air. And I checked, uh, again this morning and from everything that I can gather, I would say Cam to George come my guess. This is totally a guess. Camden George comes back, Ian Pfeiffer doesn't, and Cole Bentley still doesn't know. So if you can get two of those three back with the other guys, then I think it's uh, I think it's a pretty darn good uh, uh, return out of the 18. That would mean um, that you would get seven back. So I, I think that's I think that's pretty yeah. good. Yeah, I do too. And let me throw this this question out to you, Jody. Let's say Camden George makes the decision come to come back, does that impact the the way the staff is is kind of evaluating what's available in in the in the transfer portal? Obviously, there's been discussion of, of Brian Hudson and, and their d- desire to bring in a, a transfer offensive line. If you're able to hold on to somebody like Cam to George, um, does that kind of change your thought process maybe a little bit? No, not at all. They they will bring an offensive lineman in, um, and uh, and quite honestly, I will be very surprised if they don't bring two offensive linemen in uh, at this point. Um, So the transfer portal is going to keep growing. There's going to keep getting more and more in there. There's, you know, there's kind of some, some scuttlebutt of, uh, of, of some kids uh, that could be going in over the course of the next week. Uh, Bowl games will impact that. You you know, you forget people are still playing in bowl games and, you know, everybody has a year of eligibility left. Um, You know, that's like today, App State, uh, Appalachian State yesterday was in a bowl game. Zach Thomas was kind of one of those guys in quarterback that I was kind of just keeping an eye on. And instead of using his extra year of eligibility today, he announced he was going to the NFL. Had he used his extra year? I'm not sure what he would have done. Would he have gone back to App State or would he have tried to grad transfer somewhere? And of course, had he tried to grad transfer, I think Louisville would have been sitting in a perfect spot for that. But again, he decided that he wanted to go to the NFL. There's a lot of that going on between now and uh, and, and look, I think by January, you know, they have three spots left in this recruiting class. The the most optimal thing that would happen is that they would fill those three spots between now and January the 9th. I think that's a Friday, isn't it? Or maybe that's maybe it's the 8th. That way, those three could join the 10 that are going to be enrolling on January the 11th and be here for that. That's what they want. And I think that's what will happen. They're not going to push it. They're not going to rush it. But that's where kind of we are. And I do think, Michael, there is absolutely no doubt in my mind that one of these will be uh, a quarterback. There's no doubt in my mind that another one will be an offensive lineman, a tackle type offensive lineman, in my opinion, somebody that can play tackle. Uh, And the third one 
would be the best of, but I could also see them using that on another lineman. Um, the kid from Georgia, the uh, the linebacker that we've talked about now, I can't remember his name, Jermaine, uh, Jermaine Johnson, I guess Johnson. is his name, right? Yeah, um, he's still not in the portal. Um, I've heard there's there's some issues with his with his grades. Um, and, and, and is he going to go ahead and do the NFL thing, or could he transfer those kind of those great? I know Georgia's trying to keep him there, and I think it probably will be easier for him to stay at Georgia and do his thing there. So it, it, it's, it, it'll be interesting to see how it all works out. And, and quite honestly, COVID throws a wrench into all of it because you're out there and, uh, and, and guys have a, not only have another year of eligibility, but some guys you haven't seen a lot of. You know what I mean? Some yeah. teams yeah. didn't play. Some teams played four games. Other teams, you know, so um, – just stay patient. And I think, uh, I think it's going to, I think it'll all work out, but I, I do, I expect a quarterback and a, any offensive lineman and then another offensive lineman or the best of, and now Michael, this is a different, now there's three spots between now and August 1st. Okay. But then what I think the staff does when they fill these three spots is I think that they look for, um, a spring graduate. Okay. Michael McCammon is at uh, San Juan State University, and he is a three-star uh, wide receiver. Four-star, four-star. He, four he's a four-star punter, okay? <laughs> Let me put that. He's a four-star punter. And, Appreciate that. And he's going to school in January. He's got one more semester before he can graduate. So he's got to get out of San Juan in, in January, which means he wouldn't be available until the summer. If they could find one or two guys like that and bring them in on August the 5th or whatever they whenever that semester starts, I think it's August 4th or 5th, um, I could see them doing that because I know they want a punter. They want another wide receiver or or another defensive back safety corner guy just to add depth and add some experience with all of those young guys. So uh, so don't be surprised down the road if this class ends and we still talk about some grad transfer or transfer type guys. And, and that would be ones that they could bring in in August. Now that would totally kind of screw up the numbers in the next class, which are already short. That's why they have to be very careful on what they do right now. It's 11, maybe 12. I can't remember if that included uh, um, Anthony Johnson or not. It's either 11 or 12 for the 2022 class. So you don't want to take too many and, and cut that off, but that's where we could see it, Michael. Yeah. Essentially the, the whole recruiting, recruiting landscape is being re, rewritten. I mean, it's, yeah. it's no law. Lo- it's no longer, you just go out and, and look at the, you know, the juniors in high school and working for a year, year and a half and, and try to ink them on signing day. Now it's, you know, you do that as well as the transfer portal and, and you talk to obviously the junior college ranks out there. You got the grad transfers. I mean, it's, it's, you know, if, if I'm a college coach, I mean, my goodness, um, it, it's, it's a different world now, you know, not to mention with all the, the protocols with COVID and everything else they've had to deal with. Um, I, I mean, recruiting these last, you know, 12 to, you know, 24 months has just been totally different than in years past. But, uh, you know, um, and, and well, and think about this, you, Michael, think about this one even more. I'll take it another step. Think about this one even more. So if everything goes like it could, 
for Louisville as far as numbers? Just say they have, I'll say 12. Again, I don't know that right now that I think 11 might be the number, but, I, but I'll say 12 right now. Just say they have 12, okay? Do you realize that if they would have had 12 in this last year's class, they would have been done with the class on June the 10th? Yeah. I mean, that's just so you've got to be very picky. You've got to be very but but yet you've got to take kids that you want, but you've got to be very, very picky. And that's kind of the same way. That's the way I look at it with the transfer portal is you just can't take anybody. You've got to take somebody that you think is going to help you because you're not going to get that spot back. Yeah. You know, and as you mentioned a, a few moments ago, you know, patience is really key. I mean, we're continuing to cover a Cardinal authority. You know, I, I know some out there like to hype up, you know, whenever they, a name surfaces and and then, it, you know, we've seen that happen a couple of times and then it basically fizzles away. And, and and some people start to view it as Louisville lost a recruiting battle, which really isn't the case. Uh, but the, we're going to continue to share the names that 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 is getting interest. In and, and as you pointed out on our message board, just because there's an interest doesn't really mean they're a recruiting target. Um, so, you know, stick with Cardinal Authority. We're going to continue to, to share you who the, who the names are that are popping up in the transfer portal, whether they be quarterbacks, offensive linemen, or whoever. Um, and and, we'll, and we'll, we'll, we'll do our best as we continue to, as we always strive to do, to kind of lead you along to, okay, this is one that they're really starting to show interest in. And, and when it comes to quarterbacks, we've really only seen that with one guy to this point. And, and that ended up, you know, not being the right fit on either end. So, um, you know, there, there's a lot of I want to. You know, there's a probably a lot of unnecessary hype that keeps popping up uh, with some names. So I would say just stick with this, and, and we'll help you. You know, follow the the craziness that is the continuing transfer portal recruiting. Yeah, it's just it's another it's another deal to add on. And again, um, it's it's kind of crazy. And I'll and I'll tell you this because uh, over the course of the next few days, you will see. Some- some reaction stories from the recruiting class for the for the from the assistant coaches we've not had that yet I've had the opportunity to talk in the last few days with a lot of the assistant coaches so we'll be starting to run those stories over the course of the next couple days and I can tell you that uh, uh, it's been a long season they're taking uh, they're, they're with families for a little bit now too not that they're not recruiting and still doing this but they only got three spots left so they don't have a whole lot to do and recruiting's uh, right virtual, so I mean, yeah, and the recruiting and recruiting's <laughs> virtual, so they're uh, so they're spending time uh, taking some time off with the families and and all that kind of good stuff. So uh, so we're not gonna see, like I said, they're gonna they're gonna take the time and they're gonna make sure that they get the, the right guy for these last couple of spots, and we'll continue to keep you posted on that. Keep clicking at cardinalauthority.com. This has been our weekly edition of the cards cast and uh, hopefully Merry Christmas. Uh, happy been, holidays, everybody. Uh, exactly. Hopefully you've enjoyed it. Everybody have a happy holidays. Have a Merry Christmas. We will see you next week in between Christmas and new year. And uh, who knows, hopefully we'll be talking about a couple of huge basketball victories from Michael McCammon. I'm Jody Dimling. This has been our weekly edition of the cards cast. <laughs>